0: Uh, my name's Julie. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Julie. Boy, I've been running around this morning already. Um, and I want to thank you all for having me here today and for asking me to come and share experience, strength, and hope. Uh, I love Skiviana Group. It's where um, I really found a lot of recovery uh, way back when. Um, I've been in Overuse Anonymous for Over 40 years, I kind of lost track after 40, but you know, I'm 66 now and I was in here when I was like 25, 26. So um, I'll just get the statistics out of the way. So it's like, why? Because when I first came to OA meetings in Whittier, California, um, I remember this skinny woman getting up in front of the room and this is before anorexia was even talked about I mean nobody even got it Uh, or bulimia for that matter this was just all compulsive overeaters um, at that time and which is a long time ago and I remember this very thin woman saying you know that she was our speaker and in my head was and this is I'm going to try and keep the bad words to a minimum this is one time I'm going to use one what's that skinny little shit doing in an OA meeting is what I thought and then I found out that the skinny little shit had been abstaining for five years, was a hundred pounder and used to eat out of the garbage can. And I thought, okay, you're my kind of people. I'll listen to you. So um, I was just a little judgmental. <laughs> um, so I've been in over years now, over 40 years. I think it's like 42 now or 43, could be 44. Um, and my top weight was, uh, I'm 5'2 now. I was 5'3" was um, about 200 pounds, I'd say a little over, maybe even, I don't know. Um, I quit weighing after a while, but I continued to binge out of control for six more weeks. And my bottom weight in this program was 98 pounds. And I've been everything in between, but I'm currently abstaining from compulsive overeating. And I define that as uh, the eating behaviors I abstain from are binging, okay? And the uh, foods I abstain from absolutely 100% are those foods that contain lots and lots of sugar and are in the shape of various desserts. I forgot to ask, uh, are foods allowed to be mentioned in this meeting or no? Yeah, okay. So desserts, mostly desserts, okay. That leaves a big space, but then it gets narrower and narrower. Um, anyway, so I've been maintaining about an 80 pound weight loss now for, well, I've been mean, staying 38 years, so close to that. So, um, uh, I got into Years Anonymous because I tried everything else there was to try at that time. Uh, when I came into OA, Jenny Craig was still in Australia. Uh, the only thing around was a weight loss program with two letters. And, um, I tried that five times and I'd only lost all my weight once. And then, um, and then, um, you know, of course I put all my weight back, but I did maintain my weight loss for a full 24 hours before I did that, which I thought was pretty good. Um, but I didn't like, I was, I was my, if I were to do a graph of my weight chart, it'd be like the kind of thing you want your stock portfolio to look like up, down, up, down, always up higher, never going all the way down. And the periods of it being up, we're getting shorter, I mean, longer and longer. And the periods of being able to diet were getting shorter and shorter. And by the time I got to OA, I couldn't stay on. I would do a a two letter, you know, at the end of the alphabet at, uh, I would have that breakfast and then try and make it to lunch and then to dinner. And after a while, I couldn't even make it to breakfast. I used to, when you know, say eat out of the garbage can. I'll just give a couple of the highlights. Uh, one is, is that I would uh, make a bunch of, I made, I would say dump trucks full of cookie dough. And never, none of it ever made the oven. And I would eat it, be sick, put it in a paper bag, carefully, wrap it up throw it in the trash and say, never again, I'm done. This is it, I no more. And I would be out there at night with a flashlight, looking for the bag, getting it out of the trash, bringing it in and eating the rest of it. Um, another high point was uh, my sister gave me uh, a piece of chocolate cake she had made and I left it on the counter and in Southern California. And in the summertime, what we used to get was ants in the kitchen. So I come into the kitchen and there's these little brown ants all over this cake. And I thought, you bastards aren't getting my cake. So I took the piece of cake and I put it in the freezer and I froze it. Right. Um, and then when I pulled it out to eat it, I picked off the ants I could see thinking to myself, well, in many countries, insects are considered a protein. So anything I miss, hey. Um, and normal people don't normally eat like that. Um, I have been willing to eat broken glass and mustard because I liked mustard on my hot dog and they showed no signs of getting more of it. And, um, when I was in a binging in a way is so crappy compared to binging before away. Um, because I knew what I was doing and I knew I didn't have to be doing it. And yet I could not stop. What happened to me was I got in this program and I began working the steps, but not to the degree that I found were necessary. In other words, step one was I admit I'm fat. Step, which I was always in denial of. Step two, um, you want me to believe in a higher power? Okay, I'll do it if if that's what I gotta do. And I wish it could have been the removal of a body part. That would have been easier, but instead it was that. Step three, discern, turn my life and will over to the care of God, and make that decision. I made the decision, but I looked around to make sure in my living room, no one was watching. And, and I got a lot of relief for a while, but I didn't know how to do the fourth step. It was in English, but I couldn't figure it out. And uh, so I just kept getting lower and lower in my weight, hoping I would feel like someone who worked the steps felt. That was not a conscious thing. That was somewhere back in here. And uh, what happened was I got to 98 pounds. I went to an OA retreat where um, I find out they lock up the food between meals. And I didn't have a God, I didn't trust house. I didn't trust God, I, you know, I hadn't cleaned house. And so I had no effective mental defense against that first compulsive bite. And I just started eating too much broccoli and too much chicken and all that stuff. Made the other retreatants a little nervous, but you know, whatever, I'm 98 pounds. So when I began going up, it was just kind of a relief to people I wasn't gonna die. Okay. problem is, is I didn't stop there. I was I made a decision one night after an O.A. meeting. I didn't set it in the O.A. meeting. I said, I'm miserable not eating. I'm miserable eating. I might as well eat. Nobody rushed up to me and said, don't do it. Nothing. So I ate and I put on 16 pounds in six days and I went from 98 to 200 in less than three months in June, July and August. Uh, I was working at an amusement park that had a costume you had to wear. And um, by the time I got through that summer, I could not zip the largest size they had up in the back. So I had to wear a black wool sweater in 102 degree heat. That's so I kind of understand. I don't kind of, I understand pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization because I eat like a wine drinks. I don't stop when they're, when I'm full, I stop when there's no more and I don't bathe and I don't go to work, and I don't, I mean, who invites anybody over and says, okay, I've got a couple of bags of groceries here. Um, all of it's sugar and salt, because you know, you need the combination of the two or you get too sick too fast. And um, I'm gonna eat all this and pass out on the sofa. Um, you can stay and watch, but I'm not gonna share anything with you. So how's that sound? <laughs> Normal people would run. So, um, Anyway, I came back to OA because I had nowhere else to go and no hope of anything else to work. And uh, it took me two and a half years of coming to meetings and eating and not eating and not and So if you're in that circle of despair, keep coming back, even though you don't want to. Just bring the body, okay? And know this, nobody is judging you because that would like being on a burn ward. You know, you've got third degree, I've got third degree burns all over my body, but it didn't reach my face, so I'm better than you. Come on, you know. I assume everybody in this room has this illness, and therefore we don't judge because you have a recurrence of, like in the cancer ward, oh, your cancer came back? What's wrong with you? You need another forcep. It's like, oh. just keep coming back, you know? And I did. And, uh, the miracle happened. Um, because after I'd consumed a loaf of butter, I mean, a pound of butter and a loaf of bread, I went to an AA meeting and, I, uh, somebody came up to me who was, I don't know, a gift from God. And she said, cause I had pitched at the meeting and everyone thought I'd gotten drunk. It's like, no, no, no. I just ate. And what she said to me was something I'd never heard from anybody in my life and had never said to myself, which was, why don't you try being kind to Julie? Never heard those words before. And I always thought I should shame myself into recovery or beat myself up enough to get into recovery, shape up. And um, none of that has worked for me. What has worked is being willing to show up one more time and just try it one more time. And I didn't start off with four ounces of tuna, a salad, and a piece of fruit. I started off with three troughs a day. I mean, big meals, but there were three of them and they didn't contain sugar. Okay. And then from there, slowly, over time, things got less and less and I was... I tell you, there's nothing like calling in your food to somebody (laughs) and it's, you know, and, um, I have had the experience of, you know, I'm detoxing from sugar. I really don't want to be doing, I mean, my God, you know, I'm sitting down to four ounces of lean chicken, some kind of vegetable and a salad. And I'm crying. I'm literally crying because I want pizza. And I'm crying and I called somebody and I didn't have to eat a pizza. I had my stupid chicken, asparagus and whatever else. Um, And then went to a meeting and hated all of you. And then after the meeting's over, I discover I don't hate all of you. And that I'm glad you were here and I'm glad I was here. And now God just get me home and get me into bed. Sometimes I've gone to bed at six o'clock just to keep from eating. One day I had to spend in eye contact with my sponsor for most of the day because I knew if I didn't, I'd eat. And uh, sometimes four meetings a day. And that was before Zoom. I was driving all over the San Gabriel Valley just to keep from eating. But I haven't had to do that in quite a long time. That doesn't mean the obsession hasn't come and gone from time to time. I mean, my God, you know. I'll share this one quick thing and then I'll be quiet. Um, I uh, I was at the OAI conference when it was at the Disneyland hotel. <laughs> Good luck doing that again. But and we all went into Disneyland. So I'm in the back of my mind knowing I'm in trouble. I know I want to eat. And I'm on Tom Sawyer's Island, which is a small island surrounded by a body of water. And I'm in the gift shop. It's like a little wooden cabin dugout thing and who should walk in but my sponsor I'm in the middle of Disneyland there's a million people running around and who do I come across but my sponsor and I told her I was in trouble actually I never say I'm in trouble I said can I talk to you that usually means I'm in trouble and she said yeah I'll talk to you tonight she came to my house now she lived you know Ontario she came to my house and we talked and I didn't have to eat I'm grateful for this program, I'm grateful. I remember being at a meeting in Lakewood and this young lady who clearly had developmental disabilities got up in the meeting and said, I went to this one weight loss program and they told me if I you know, followed their program and stuff, I would get a charm bracelet. She said, I've come in here and you tell me if I follow the program, I will get a God. And that's what you guys have given me, a power greater than myself that I can't control. I don't know what it is. All I know is it exists in these rooms and with you people who help me do something I could never do before, stop compulsive eating. Now, does that mean I don't ever have a big meal? Oh, hell no. It says we strive for progress not perfection, like as if we could ever do that, you know, I mean, one of the requirements for membership here is you have to really have effed up and have no clue. I I mean, we're, we're talking the, you know, the Titanic is going down. Okay. What are you going to do? And I have five minutes. Thank you. Um, and so it's all about, I'll get in the robot, the rowboat, and roar and uh, row. You know, and sometimes I've gone to meetings and there are no perfect meetings and there is no perfect sponsor. And I've gone to meetings and looked around and thought, these are the people I'm going to get spiritual nourishment from. I moved up to Joshua Tree where there are very few meetings. And I looked around the room and I thought, I had to go in the bathroom and get on my knees and say, God, you have to help me. I really need help and I don't see help coming from any of these people. And then I got out of the bathroom and I sat down and I realized every one of these people is here to save their life. I am here to save my life. And they are helping me because we are all in the same boat. We are all using the 12 steps as our oars and we are all rowing. So it really doesn't matter who I'm in a meeting with. What matters is that I'm in the meeting. I'm on the boat, and we're all rowing together, and that's the bottom line. So, over here is this What's it done for me? Well, besides having a normal body weight, you know, I can pass for normal till I open my mouth or you look in my eyes, and I've been able to go back to school, get a degree. That degree enabled me to get a good job. Now, before you think, ooh, uh, I have a degree in art. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I didn't make jack shit for money, but I got to work with adults with developmental disabilities for 20 years, and it was the best job I ever had. So, um, so I've been given that gift. I've been able. I've been given the gift of being able to stay married for over 30 years. Why? Well, Alan on number one, but number two has been because I treated men like food. More is better. I never let go of one without having another one. You know, and uh, I haven't had to do that. I haven't had to do that. And last thing is that um, I was not what you would call a responsible individual who showed up when they said they would. Uh, And because of this program, both my husband and I were able to take care of my mother for five and a half years. She lived with us while she had Alzheimer's. So I was working all day with crazy people and coming home to crazy people at night because my husband's in program, too. Uh, It was tough. I just, I just told people I had a nervous breakdown. I just didn't know. I didn't have the time to feel it. Um, But what happened was, is it enabled me to care for my mother for five and a half years and not kill her and to not uh, eat. Now, there were days when I would be on the ledge, (laughs) ready to jump, and I would call my sponsors and they would talk to me. And they would talk me off the ledge. And what they used to say was, you know, um, they didn't make it okay. You can't make it okay when it's not okay. What they did do was make me laugh. Because they'd say, I'm so glad you called, Julie. You make me so grateful for my life. (laughs) And that actually cheered me up because I thought, well, at least I'm being of service to somebody. You know, and people would say, oh, I know you have a lot on your plate. I'm sorry to bother you. I'm like, bother me. Because talking to another compulsive overeater gets me out of myself, and I needed to get out of myself a lot. so that's just some of the stuff I mean, you know thirty eight years i could I could talk a lot, but that's kind of the highlights. Um, what do I do today? I write down my food. I text it to my sponsor. I'm in the twenty first century um but I know when I talk to my sponsor, I'm a hell of a lot more honest. <laughs> and um, and I try to talk to sponsors, not try. I make an effort to talk to sponsors with the phone sometimes. Um, I go to meetings. I do a lot of those thanks to Zoom. And we're starting, in, we've started, myself and another gal started an in person meeting in Joshua Tree. It's the only one, but uh, we're happy to have it. And um, I'm down to 14 seconds. So I think all I'll just say is um, I am grateful to every one of you for helping me save my life. Uh, I'm grateful for Overears Anonymous. I'm grateful to be absent today more than I can, thank you, more than I can say, it's everything to me. It's everything to me. And I will forget that in a heartbeat. This is why I have to go to meetings because otherwise I will, like I heard it say, we are not slow learners. Well, I am, but most of us aren't slow learners, but I am a quick forgetter. So I really need to be here. And I'm grateful to all of you. Thank you.